My name is Fraser. My name is Mark. And we are the hosts of the Geekiest Show Alive. To the outside world, we're ordinary geeks. But in the fab international studios, we talk comics and find other geeks just like us. This is Geek of the Week. Welcome to Geek of the Week. You're on issue 18 with your regular host, Fraser and Mark. I'm Fraser. And I'm Mark. Now, our uh, exciting guys. It we're is gonna, exciting. We're going to be two hours long today, baby. It is a permanent change exactly. to a 10 o'clock start for a two hour show here on Fab Radio. Yeah, baby. So get used to us talking and more music and just for two hours of your time. I'm excited. We're going to have all the regular segments, plus we're going to throw in different stuff every week. There's going to be more music. It's it's it's, it's two hours of Geek of the Week because one exactly. hour just, just wasn't enough. One ain't enough, man. You need t- two of this geeky goodness. In all seriousness, no. We, we've had to cut trade off, what, four or five times in yeah. the last three months? And it just makes sense. And I hope you enjoy the two-hour show as much as we're obviously going to enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, it's it? a bit more relaxing for us and it's less, like, frantic. We're like, oh, my goodness, we need to get into an hour. Oh, it is an it. earlier start, though. Yeah. yeah. You, 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 to, to get the good, you have to take some bad. Some bad, yeah. You balance it out, though. It's a balance of life, and it's like Thanos with uh, the, oh, the knife you gave to you and Gamora. <laughs> Life's all about balance. But yeah, so let's get this balance started. Let's get these two-hour shows started, two and let's hour show. let's kick it with the news. Welcome to the news section of the show. So. We've got a whole load of news because we've gone we've gone that extra mile now. We're a bit longer of a show. We've actually been ma- managed to cram in a load of news. We've always had to cut, cut stuff with yeah, the news. I've had to be a bit methodical with sometimes with the news and be like, mm, is this what we want to talk about or is this going to be covered somewhere else or we've something like that? We've fun stuff that I'd have liked to have talked about as well, you know? Yeah. From I'm trying to work out in memories which it would be, but... We'll skip past that now. We've got a bit of sad news to start off with. Oh. Um, so the raccoon that inspired um, Rocket, the design for Rocket on Guardians of the Galaxy, the film, uh, Oreo, has uh, sadly passed away. So it's it's a bit a bit of sad news just to start, but we just want to well, say, like, rest in peace, Well, I Oreo. read about Oreo, and um, he sounded like a very nice raccoon. Yeah, he yeah. was a very good-natured raccoon. And um, but he had a good innings. He had like a normal length of life. Yeah. Like he, apparently, raccoons that are living in zoos and stuff last about ten years, which is a little bit longer than the wild. So he was quite an old boy. Yeah, matured, wise, yeah. a bit like Rocket in a way. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, but I don't. I think he's probably had a nicer life than Rocket. Rocket's yeah. been tested on and stuff like that. He was, Oreo was probably treated rather nicely in, in the zoo. I, I, I love I, I love zoos and I love animals and I love. I, look, I like I like animals with a nice face. I have a collection of tattoos on various parts of my body oh my that are animals with nice faces, and a raccoon is definitely one that, that I would like add. to get at some get point. Or- yeah, get Oreo. I, I could on- get Oreo, couldn't I? I honestly, for a second, then thought you were going to say <laughs> you have a collection of animals' faces. No, nah, like, well, I guess I do. Mark, the, the, yeah, Mark, I guess yeah, but I like, do, it's kind of creepy when you say it like that. 
But, um, <laughs> a bit Hannibal Lecter there. No, no, no. They're, they're, they're painted or on Cruella me. Cruella Deville. They're no, painted no. on me. Um, but yeah, I've got an otter and a. Um, I've got an otter and a cat and a um, emperor tamarin and I'm planning on getting a fox and maybe a raccoon and a sloth. Yeah, raccoon too. I'm just going to run out of space eventually. Just have all animals on you. You have a zoo on your body. I do. (laughs) But yeah, sad news to start off. Now, we've gone a bit longer. We've extended our show longer. Are you ready for a really, really super long, the longest Marvel movie there's been? Avengers Endgame may be three hours long. There's been talks collided with Russo Brothers and they're like, yeah, the edit at this moment is like three hours long and it's looking like it's going to be that. They've tested it with screenings, like Mm. they've had four, and I think the first three screenings, no one went for a toilet break. Do not blame them. I would want to see every last minute, especially if you're seeing it before everyone else. I'd I'd, I'd take a bottle with me just in case. Exactly. Imagine if your mate was like, oh, yeah, I got to see Endgame early, but uh, I missed a bit because I peed. I'd be like, you are the worst person. How could you do this? What? Why? You'd just have a dad wee afterwards, (laughs) wouldn't you? (laughs) Yeah. It's really long. Oh, my goodness. It was worth it. So, Mark. I, I think you've answered here. What are your plans for when it's three hours? There is talk about an intermission, <laughs> but are you going to bring a bottle, a little well, pee, I mean, the a reality- tactical pee beforehand? Right, here's the thing. And after. I went to see Lord of the Rings at the cinema. That was three hours, and I I, I, I managed to control my bladder. Yeah. And, you know, there, there are lots and lots of exceptionally good three-hour films. Godfather 2, Schindler's List, Gone with the Wind. Yeah. They're, they're, it's, it's not particularly unusual for a film to be three hours, so I don't see why it's massive news. And this is the culmination of, what, over 10 years? Yeah, over 10 films? years, 22 films. The last film? The, la- the last Avengers film was way in, way over yeah, two hours. Yeah, it was like hours. Two, two hours 40. So they have so been... This, is, this isn't really new. They have been creeping. Yeah, but three hours... The, the thing is, though, with those films is the kind of audience that will watch them, and some of them did have an intermission. Um, really? Yeah, in the original things, so they had like a little intermission. The thing is with this, is like a blockbuster film, so most people will have like, yeah, don't want to do the stereotype, but like a big jug of popcorn and a big drink. Like, you know, those like big ounces. If you're drinking a lot of this. My my thing would be, I never need, I never really need the toilet when I go to thingy. It's always afterwards that it hits me, but I don't really drink or eat anything while I'm watching a film, so I feel like I'll be okay, especially I'm just going to be entertained for three hours going, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm a nachos and big drink uh, kind of guy, so I'm going to be there holding my bladder. Yeah. <laughs> we are talking about weeing when we should be talking about Endgame. It's a, three, it's a good thing three, that it's three, three hours. hours. The story it was, is there to tell, it, and yeah. it's, I can't wait. I'm glad it's three hours. It's cool though, and yeah, like there is there is this talk about this intermission and stuff like that. I'm just imagining it's going to be like this big thing. Like, f- imagine if it like let's just cast our minds back because we don't know what's going to happen in Endgame, so we can't speculate a scene in in mind. But when Thor arrives on Wakanda, imagine if him arriving was when the intermission was. She'd be like, "Oh, come on, what? No, I could like, totally go with an intermission though. That would be nice for a toilet break. I'm getting old. It you know, would, my, yeah, my bladder's getting it would smaller. be nice." But one of the things is when it's just like when everyone's taking forever, I just but oh no, come on, quick, go, go. Especially imagine if it's like a midnight screening and you're already like kind of fatigued. We are going to a midnight screening. Yeah, I sort of like fatigue sometimes with those midnight screenings. Not for, but just like I struggle to stay awake. But then like 
if the film's epic enough, it keeps me awake. Mm. Like, I had it with Age of Ultron a bit, where I was like, um, this is all we right. Went, <laughs> we went to see Age of Ultron, didn't we? We it did, yeah, yeah. That was a wow. That was at, like, five five past twelve, that screening. Was yeah. really cool. There's a nice little throwback you're doing there. And Marvel have done their own nice little throwback, and I just don't... I'm very proud of that segue. Um, with their own Captain Marvel website, which is totally 90s. It's Mate. epic. What were your thoughts of this being at, like... It you were around the... when the internet was, like, Absolutely. was actually yeah, like I was at university when the internet looked like this. I went to university in 1997. It was all clicky the, this, Right, this Captain Marvel website looks like the best websites looked in at that time. <laughs> and it's so delightfully 90s and... It, it's it's it, it's it's so wonderful. I I, lo- I love it. I just think it's such a nod to how cool the nineties were, yeah. but also how naff the nineties were. Yeah. And uh, you know the, the 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 animated gifs, the sparkly <laughs> background, Comic Sans for goodness' yeah. sake. I I, I am. Totes oh, it, it, it reminded me of. It of, set it you remind- back. <laughs> yes, it really did, and it's it's clever. Is really clever. The thing is, as well, like we're talking about a website here. There's been so many films that have had websites, and it's like, oh yeah, they just got a website. I mean, the Endgame one got taken over by Deadpool when the trailer hit, which was kind of funny for a That's bit. That's quite clever. Um, but yeah, like it's it, we're talking about a website. It's crazy, and it just shows how much they're embracing this '90s feel. Um, and I'm happy that some of the marketing for Captain Marvel is getting pushed now because I felt like Endgame has sort of been overshadowing it a lot and I'm just happy for it. Did you see the little game there was, like the scroll one? Yep. You have yeah, to guess someone and it's like, it's the same ones over and over again. Like, you can't it's, like play, but it did confirm that like, Granny was a scroll, which I'm pretty sure everyone but those, knew. But those, um, those were, games like that were cutting edge in 1997. <laughs> there was, there was, there was no so BuzzFeed many... quiz saying which scroll are you. <laughs> yeah, so so many websites were like that. I remember, I remember a website called Assassin, which was like the simplest of simple games, but because it was on the internet, they were cool. And we were already on what um, N64 maybe in that at that point. So adva- gaming was quite games were quite advanced. Or at least compared to that kind of game, yeah. and there was a there was a website called Assassin where um, you just assassinated celebrities in, oh. a, in really oh, wow. in really really cheap ass ways. Um, it was throw a banana at the. It was beautifully odd. That does sound bizarre. That mm. does very bizarre. But no, I'm, I'm I'm talking about stuff that no one else will rem- will remember, and that's the point. The, the, the 90s websites don't exist anymore. You Space Jam does. The Space Jam website, which is become a cult favorite for some reason, there's a cult following. You and Space Jam. There's a cult following behind Space Jam, but the Space Jam website is still going. I also want to see if that Amanda Please one's going from the Amanda Show because I love that show. But they were like the cheesy websites. But I think maybe this website's been inspired by um, Space Jam. They're like, oh, people still love that. Come on, everyone loves it's the nineties. It's a 90s. really clever idea. I'm loving the love for the nineties. Now, a love for another time. Cash your minds. Not so far back from the 90s, but a bit forward to the 90s, 2000 to 2015. We had the Ultimate Universe, mm. and Donny Cates, who's currently writing uh, a load of Venom, wants to restart the Ultimate Uni- Universe, which is kind of exciting. So, um, uh, Cates himself, along with Ryan Stegman, Tom Taylor, and Saeed Ahmed, oh, and Corey Smith, all who have been writing Spider-Man books like Friendly Neighborhood, um, Miles Morales' stuff, and The Amazing. They've got 
this uh, free comic book day is Spidey on, which obviously we're going to put on pull or pass because it's Spidey. But they're setting <laughs> up. They're setting up um, apparently a big story that's going to sell up two big things in Marvel. Um, now these free comic book days, they usually have an issue. It's usually an Avengers or something like that that sets up the big summer event or, right, right. or two of the summer events. Now we've already have uh, War of the Realms, and I imagine this this isn't going to set that up because that's very four-based. So we're going to get two potential big stories here. One that could restart the Ultimate Universe, which we got a bit of in Spider-Man 2 at the end, like when um, they cast... Spoilers for that. They cast... Um, here they cast away. Um, ba -ba 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 -da. The Miles Morales character from the other universe got cast over mm. there and we got to see what... Because it was like Bendis's, one of Bendis' last stories at Marvel, so it was like a little O to the Ultimate Universe. We got to see what a alternative Ultimate Universe looked like, and it did look pretty cool, so it would be cool for them to so explore it. So is it the Ultimate Universe back, or is it an, another Ultimate Universe? So an alternative what, Ultimate what Universe? It, it would have to be an alternative, um, <coughs> just because in Secret Wars, the Ultimate Universe and the 616 Earth smashed together. Yeah, that's what I thought. And 616 sort of became an amalgamation of the two, so it would be... It'd just be another universe, but they'd say like it is the Ultimate Universe. Um, Ultimate Universe 2. Almost, yeah, yeah, but like they haven't said that with the Earth six one six, so it would just be like a new. It's 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 weird. It's when you get into universes and stuff like that where comics right. just becomes a bit mind boggling. As, as much as the names involved, yeah, but also great. Yeah. I do worry that continuity and wibbly wobbly timey wimey, and this is this is the ultimate universe, but it's not. It's an alternative. I do feel like it's intimidating for non obsessive geeks. People who, you know, I quite like the Marvel stuff. Yeah. I do, as much as I'm quite excited for it, and it sounds interesting, I do wonder whether or not it's the right move. No, so for, they say, it's a valid concern, to be fair. What this would be is, so we've read a lot of Rebirth mm -hmm. uh, on DC. Did you need to know that it, the universe was restarted potentially by Dr. Manhattan? I could have. I, I did feel no, but like did, I was no, but, out. no, but did but no, any, I didn't need did to. any of the stories like no, uh, no, get massively affected? No. And when we read, well, I guess they need we've to read, be clever, we've read, we've read, we've read a lot of Marvel. Did you need to know about Secret Wars? Really, you just took, basically, my in my mind, I always have it as as long as you know what's going on in the story you're reading, you're okay to start off with. If you want yeah. to know more, it's a bit of an extracurricular. But what this would be is. It will be a new... It'll sort of be a new Ultimate Universe because it'll be starting again. It'll just be a new universe. Right. So DC do it all the time. Like, New 52 was new. Flashpoint happened. Yeah, yeah, And you yeah. didn't need to know about Flashpoint. Just New 52, you just picked up... Like, I was reading uh, Nightwing, New 52. Didn't really need to know that much about Flashpoint. I knew about Flashpoint because of the animated movie. Didn't really know its connection to New 52 until I got more into comics. And I was like, okay. So it's one I of them... I'm playing devil's advocate here. Like, it was, I, no, no, it, it yeah, sounds sure, good yeah. to me, but... I'm well excited. I did enjoy the Ultimate Universe, but I think it did have its it did have its time because it was it was 15 years long, and it, uh, some people worried that the MCU is going to go this way because what happened with the Ultimate Universe is it, it got so connected and it got such a big continuity that it did it did just have to end. It had a few notches, some of the bad stuff um, from the Ultimate Universe negatively affected it. So there is that concern that will happen with the MCU. The MCU is looking a bit stronger at its 10-year point, so it would be less likely and there's less content in the MCU right, to here's the thing. downgrade it. If the MCU does lose steam, think of what we've had so far. 
and it has been ten years. That, that it's not comic books where heroes age in a different way to yeah, exactly like like. Ten years in comic books is could be a year in real life. It could be ten. Days. Sorry, ten years in comic books could a year in comic books would be ten years worth of stories in real life. And unfortunately, actors don't stay the same. We've yeah. seen that with Hugh Jackman in Wolverine. He he says he's too he's old got to, younger and younger. Well, yes, but looking, he, but, but he, he says feels he's it, too yeah. old to play Wolverine. And he he has a point. He's been doing it for nearly two decades. Yeah. So. The, the the difference with the comic books is they don't have to age age in the Basically, way that, yeah. that the MCU does. But the MCU is still so strong, so, so strong. Yeah, I don't I think, think we need just, to worry about that for a I while. Think it just, don't uh, be putting ideas like that in my head. No, no, but I'm just saying like that's a, that's a one thing. It's just a different aspect to look at. And I was like looking at that and then just thinking, um, yeah, but why... Like I look at it as a credit to how the MCU's managed to strive through that. It's like because it has got limitations, like you say, actors do get older and stuff like that. But they do also have like they can use the fifty-year history, uh, not fifty-year, eighty-year history of Marvel um, yeah, exactly. to get more and more. It's not just the ultimate stuff. Now let's talk about some more Marvel stuff because I'm very excited about this. Um, Hulu are doing a lot of work with Marvel at the moment. They're Talking for four adult animated series, one that we got brought to my attention because I love Kevin Smith, and Kevin Smith was praising Hulu for bringing uh, How the Duck, and I think he's actually going to work on How the Duck, which will be How hilarious. The duck. We got a Hit Monkey series, which is hilarious. I That's love him. Bizarre. I love him in um, Deadpool and Spy- Deadpool and Spider Man have a crossover, and he's mon- uh, Hit Monkey's hilarious in that. We've got Modok getting his own series, which is bizarre, and then Tigra and Dazzler are getting one I, together. I, I love Tigra, and putting putting her with Dazzler is this is this it's is incredible. wonderful. And then the choice of characters is so exactly. peculiar. You know what you'll love even more? They're going to do a team up one called the Offenders. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know, bit of a nudge to the defenders there. It, yeah, I think it's a bit of a a, um, a a flick in the V's as well. Yeah, but it's all right because Hulu have Ooh. also talked about maybe bringing back Daredevil and all that on their really? service. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. So, uh, what are your thoughts about Hulu and well, Hulu all this and a bit of Kevin Smith? The, the problem with Hulu is you can't get it in Britain, and I want it in Britain because it has some really good shows on it. Yeah, I want the to see it. Runaways. Is sublime. Runaways is one. Um, Runaways is one of my favourite comics, anyway. But the TV show is so well done that I trust Hulu. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that Hulu have got these four beautifully peculiar animated so series. Bizarre. I'm so. Uh, I'm really, really glad. And I, 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 I may be the only person in the world that's fond of the Howard the Duck film. It's um, oh the George Lucas uh, yeah exactly <laughs> classic. But the, I've also read a lot of Howard the Duck comics, and they're actually really good. Have a lot had... of them are a lot of fun. I'm interested. Have you read any of the recent stuff? Because yep. I, I do Chip Zdarsky's on that. Yeah, that's right. And they're yeah. they're, they're, they're fun. They're what a lot a of fun. What a dude! I, I, I love that this this random duck is in the Marvel I universe. Know. I also love that Kevin Smith's like attached with it because like he's hilarious. He does a lot of uh, obviously his films like uh, Jane Silent Bob, Clerks, and all that. He yeah. loves this media, and he still does Fat sorry Fat Man Beyond, not Fat Man on Batman anymore because he talks more than just Batman. Mm. But I like that he's attached because he's sort of like he's a wacky, crazy dude, and he's yeah. always working on these. And comic he will projects. suit. He will suit Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck is deliberately he's odd right. and peculiar. I wonder how connected it's going to be to uh, the MCU because because <laughs> Howard the Duck be. does rock up in uh, 
Guardians. I marked out for that so much. Great. I really want a Howard the Duck film, but I suspect that one is beyond. Uh, beyond I know the offense. Yeah, offenders. Like these are all brilliant. They're all going to be hilarious. Modok. That's just going to be like a machine. Like he's literally made to kill. (laughs) Brilliant. Um, And also exciting that maybe like it might bring new life to some of the defenders as well. That's exciting. And like this is this is good news. Go Hulu. Hooray for well, Hulu. you got to remember Hulu are part-owned by Disney. Yeah, and, they'll, and, and they'll, own, they'll own more when they buy Fox as well. Yeah, so uh, here's, Fox so that's it. the thing. So um, no, it's not a surprise that Hulu are getting shows and Netflix aren't. Yeah. I, I, I just feel like Disney has... It's more that Disney has said, you can't have any more than Netflix have actually cancelled their... Um, this is pure speculation. No, it's probably, it, yeah, it's just a deal. It's just their deal in it, and they've, they've had to part ways. This is the way the world works. Mm. But yeah, I, no, I'm keen for Hulu. Come to the UK, we're nice. Yeah, we want Hulu. We'll give you fish and chips, probably. We, well, we, we, other, well, other delicacies. Chicken tikka. What? Chicken tikka? I like chicken tikka. I know, but it's not very, like, British-British. American it's kind of British. No, it's pretty British. Americans aren't going to go chicken tikka is British. They're going to think, oh, no, it's like a curry that's more like Indian and stuff like that. Well, yeah, yeah, but... We, we, I know, we steal everything, okay? Balti was made in Birmingham. Ours. It doesn't exist in India. Right. <laughs> cool. We're, we're, we're bickering about Fat. random stuff. Move on. Fuck there. Fish and chips for the win. I do like fish and chips, though. I don't. <laughs> it's weird. I like chips. I just right. like food. So... <laughs> Um, we're done with Marvel side of stuff, and now we're going over to DC. Now, did you like the Aquaman movie? Yes, I Big did. Fan. It's their hit a billion. It's the most successful DC film, and it's getting its really? spin-off. Really? know that. It's getting a spin-off with The Trench. Now, do you remember The Trench from the film? That little bit that Aquaman had to go through to go yeah. to the Trigen, and, yeah, like, yeah. and his mum was there for a bit. His mum? His, his mum was there for a bit. Wow. Yeah, they're, doing, so northern. they're doing a uh, a whole film on the trench with the okay. writer from Aquaman, but it's got none of the Aquaman cast in. There is also an Aquaman sequel coming. So they're kind of going all in. They're diving in deep. They're submerging themselves. That, that's, that's, that's beautiful. In the, <laughs> well in, done, the, in the Aquaman universe. And fair play. Oh, why the hell not? I'll watch it. That's that. That's certainly an interesting take on it. Yeah, it's it's bizarre, and it's um obviously this, this Aquaman movie was very much influenced by the Jeff Johns New Fifty Two run of Aquaman, and a lot of that does focus on the trench. So it could, it could work, and it's very interesting this idea of like building a universe around. Like, because Aquaman, Batman, and all these DC characters could build a whole universe around themselves. A yeah. lot of uh, comic book heroes can. Spider-Man did it for ages at Sony. So maybe this is what you do. You build a big universe with Aquaman. You build a big universe with Wonder Woman. They're getting the sequels. And they just build universes with the ones that are doing well. And then maybe yeah. bring them together. Or maybe you don't bring them together. Like, it's not necessarily that you have to bring all these heroes together. Give the smaller um, cast smaller heroes a shot the you know the side characters in Aquaman or Wonder Woman or a Batman because I'm interested to the, to the MC- I hope it makes money to MC like MCU always bigs up the big characters but the little characters sort of get left aside but um so it would be interesting like imagine like a Bucky movie or like a, something like that nah, but with DC like Bucky. DC could have their own Black Widow would be good but not Bucky yeah but that's it was an example why have you always got a bit of my bat I, I just don't like Bucky Oh, all right. We get it. Right, we'll stick, in on, stick on DC. We'll throw Marvel out of the way. We'll keep going back to them. They keep trying to invade the news. Stop trying to take over Disney. Oh, 
God. Mm. Now, what are your opinions of Jack Black or Josh Gad as Penguin in the Batman movie in 2021? They both work for me. They both <laughs> definitely work for me. I'm, I'm happy with either of those choices. Now, um, I, d- I hope you don't uh, take this as disheartening, but we're from two different eras. Yeah. You're probably from the era of where... Danny DeVito. When, when some, no, but when someone get like, when someone is getting casted for a role, it comes out in a newspaper or something, or like someone will announce it, and you wait for a natural announcement. So now, in the modern age, all you need to do apparently is just put a picture up on Twitter of the character that you want to be, and everyone will go, "Ooh, ah, e," because that's what that's how it started with Josh I, Gad. I, I am Jab- aware of the internet, Fraser. <laughs> I, I yeah, we, yeah, we talked about it earlier with the Captain Marvel website. That's yeah. your that's your internet, right? That's so rude. <laughs> but yeah, like this is how you get a role now. I might start doing it. I might just post a load of if I become maybe I should try and become an actor and just post a load of pictures of Spider Man and um, Mark Grayson Invincible and just like Dick Grayson like, hey guys, just there, uh, just saying, just throwing it out there. But yeah, either all works. And this Batman movie, um, the director Matt Reeves of Planet of the Apes fame, the latest two. I was going to say the good ones. Not, yeah, yeah. Not, 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 not the, the Tim Burton ones. Not the Tim Burton ones. One. <laughs> but he, Tim Burton's had his time on Batman and Planet of the Apes, thank goodness. Um, well, his time on, on Batman la- was, it was... No, that's blind. what I mean. I meant the latter, obviously. But Planet of the Apes, not so much. That's what I mean. Mm. So, um, where was I going with this? Yeah, so he's talking about how there's going to be... It's focus on the Rose Gallery, so there's going to be quite a lot of villains, which is very, very exciting. I hope they touch us upon some villains who got a bit shamed on in, like, Batman and Robin and Batman Forever. Love to see a Riddler, love to see... A uh, decent Poison Ivy would be nice. Yeah, um, Mr. Freeze. No, no, Mr. Freeze. <laughs> no, but Mr. No, Freeze, no, but no seri- Mr. Freeze, but serious. No King Tut. Especially in the world of Netflix and chill, imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Eyes to meet you. <laughs> I think it'd be brilliant, but yeah. Also, Jack Black and Josh Gad would be brilliant as Penguin. There was I also so. there's a fan casting a while back. Do you remember the guy who played uh, Otto Octavius in Spider Man Two? Yes, him as Penguin. I was like, uh, that like uh, that's really cool. He's from the Sam Raimi. He's a Sam Raimi guy, isn't he? Mm. Um, yeah, that would be really cool. But also these two, like Jack, like. Uh, there's like a resurgence of Jack Black now. He's sort of come back into it. Uh, he like dipped a bit, and I'm like, I'm happy for it. And Josh Gad was um, was great in Beauty and the Beast, and obviously he's Olaf from Frozen. So like, see, Olaf. Mr. Ice could be there. Mr. Freeze, Olaf. I'm telling you, it could work. It's happening. That's cool. <laughs> but yeah, a, uh, exciting news and more exciting Batman news. Batman and the Ninja Turtles are meeting in the first crossover animated film so this happened this happened in comics in 2015 and obviously DC have were the recently, comics good I didn't read them. they were brilliant seriously they were e- yeah they were epic they were, re- they were really good stories we would definitely have we'll throw a load of uh, crossovers on trade off because I love a, I love a good crossover I do not most of the time crossover. they worked or like They'll do a sequel and it doesn't work, and you're like, yeah, you should just stop with the first I, I, one. I find crossovers contrived and, but, and hokey. What? Yeah, but when they do it, when they do it right, it's good. Like when they when they don't force it, it it can work for a nice story. Well, you're willing to just accept it, and I'm looking forward to seeing this in animated form because yeah, the 2015 book really did work and was like really well. They had a lot of they churned a lot of them out successfully as well. Like they were well received, and I'm excited to see it. In animated form. Hopefully that means there's more crossovers. Maybe we might I, see the Looney Tunes and uh, the oh, DC characters, no. Hannibal Barbera. 
we, we have seen Batman team up with Scooby-Doo, so that's, you know... Oh, no. <laughs> I'm looking forward to what it brings, and I'm also excited for, like, the theme that the theme song they're going to use this. I hope they mix a bit of bat, the, you know, the and the teenage mutant ninja ninja turtles in a half shell. Batman! You remember when mashups were cool rather than overdone? Well, no, no more mashups. I would love a mashup. I also have another concern. No Mark Hamill. Why isn't Mark Hamill playing the Joker? More people play the Joker, you know. More people play the Joker. More people play the Joker well as well. It's not just Mark well, Hamill. I know. He's busy I, doing Invincible. Just, oh, true that. Let him do Invincible, bro. True that. Bro. Got to get that Invincible in me. Got to need it. Sure. Need to uh, absorb it all. Absorb all that content. So we're off DC. We're on a bit of independent. Uh, not in, well, not really independent. Aaron Taylor Johnson should have put his last name because I'm defo. Forgot it. Is sort of replacing uh, the Eggsy role and Aaron, not what's his name, Tyron Egerton in the Kingsman prequel. So Aaron Taylor, let's say Johnson, why not? It's probably not. The guy from Kick-Ass, the main character from Kick-Ass, the guy who played the lead in that, he also played Quicksilver, Rip. Uh, is, oh, which is sad. <laughs> he's going to be the lead in the new uh, Kingsman prequel and they're going back to the World War times. Um, sex, science stuff is a new take for Kingsman. I'm... Uh, looking forward to it. What was your thoughts on uh, this news piece? Uh, fess up time. I've not watched Kingsman. Oh, yeah. No. I, I remember need to get wh- on it. I remember a while back, um, uh, I think uh, I was talking about one of the Kingsman films to you, and you're like, wait, that was a comic book. I was like, yeah, yeah, by Mark Miller. And you're like, ooh. So, oh, like, no, I've, I've definitely ooed at it. I just ooed. haven't got you've around been, to seeing you've, it. You've been ooed. It is really cool. Have you got it on DVD? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I've got the first one DVD, bring it so round, I'll lend it bring to you at one point. We'll, we'll, but we'll, it, we'll, we'll, it's, well, like, not Netflix and definitely not chill. The fir- yeah, because we won't be watching on Netflix, so... Exactly. <laughs> and there's no Mr. Freezer. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> the f- basically, the whole thing about Kingsman is it's a homage back to those crazy, like, James Bond spy films that mm. are just out there and bizarre. And they have these all these crazy technologies. Like, in the second one, they bring someone back from being shot in the head. Uh, which shouldn't happen. No. But I'm looking forward to them having that kind of technology, but in a world war setting. So, like, are they going to have some bizarre things like cannons, but they shoot out lasers instead of, like, bombs or whatever, or other world war weapons a bit more modernized or something? It'd be, be interesting to see. And, yeah, Aaron Taylor is a great... He, he was great in, King, in Kick-Ass. I really enjoyed... Um, I really enjoyed his kick ass. I thought it was a great sort of like, oh, what's going on? And if he's going for that sort of like, if he's the eggsy in this, the sort of like getting thrown into the Kingsman world and being confused, I like it. It's a cool uh, take. Mm. There are, t- um, yeah, so sorted. I need to watch Kingsman. You do need to. That is the thing we've established in this new story as I did Diver on. Now, the last bit, we're going to end on a bit of a food fight that was going with uh, Marvel Marvel vs. Uh, DC and Wendy's. So Gail Simone, great, great, um, great comic uh, person to follow uh, on Twitter and just on her work. So, sorry, I just got bamboozled then for a second by something that 
uh, space. It might have been the fast but food. The fast food fairies. We don't bam- even have Wendy's in me. this country. But wait, so she asked Wendy's, and Wendy's on Twitter are an incredible Twitter account to follow. They're just hilarious. Like people will send complaints or whatever, and they'll just burn them. Like honestly, mate, have a look on their news feed. They're hilarious, and you'll appreciate them more um, once we go through this story. It's been three weeks in America and didn't have Wendy's. I should have done really. You should have, yeah, you should have used the time. So, yeah, like I say, Gail Simone, she asked them, Marvel or DC? And Wendy's replied and, ha- like, had to say, admitted that it was Marvel. And then there were some, some neckbeards out there who were like, oh, yeah, but you don't even read it. Tell me your five top stories. And they were like, Matt Fraction's run on uh, Hawkeye. The stuff is Civil War and named all these comics and everyone was like, whoa. And then more people were going out like just talking to Wendy's about comics and they were like, yeah, we do like DC as well. And they talked about some of the DC runs they like. They just preferred their Marvel. Because and then Marvel they t- is better. And then they talked about how, dude... Don't set that fire here. Don't need that. <laughs> and then they also mentioned that they like rat queens, and it was like, wait, what? This is really cool. I've gone uh, off, and now they like rat queens. And DC, it was funny because um, so the head editors, uh, Jim Lee and Dan D- uh, Dido, at DC were a bit like they kept, they fired back with them, and one of them, I can't remember who had which one had which. I think Jim had. Um, McDonald's in his hand <laughs> and Dan had uh, Burger King in his hand and they both put separate tweets with the yeah, with the um, motto from the other burger place and then <laughs> they've gone weekly visit at the editors-in-chief thing just to fire back at Wendy's and it was like Twitter I'll, is full of this kind I love kind stuff of... like this yeah yeah, yeah. It, uh, like I, I sometimes have my things with Twitter where I'm just like I don't really um don't really get like sometimes with Twitter I'm just like uh, uh, but then stuff like this just makes me glad that I am actually on Twitter and I gotta see this like, I love stuff like this, this when I've got bit. time yeah exactly it's just a bit of fun and yeah yeah it was brilliant we are on Twitter by the way at GOTW Radio holy plug Batman I know <laughs> Yeah, we are on Twitter, and speaking of Twitter, we want to know your thoughts on all these news stories, and you can shoot it our way on Twitter, you can comment below on a YouTube video, we've got a Facebook group if you want to join the discussion, we want to know all your geeky thoughts, as well as ours. Now this theme made its debut last week, and it's back again! Woo! Oh, that's... Now, would you believe that I did that perfectly live? No, of course not. No. Well done, dear. <laughs> Defo pre-recorded. So, yeah, um, this is a pull or pass section of the show. This is where we take a look at free comic books, typically free, sometimes more, but it's always at least free comics that have come out this week, and we decide whether we would put them on our pull or pass on them. Now, if you're wondering, what do you mean by pull? Don't worry. I've got your back. So, whenever you go into a local comic book store and you pick up, let's say you picked up Avengers No Road Home this week. Very convenient because that's one book we did pick up this week. (laughs) And uh, you go to buy it, uh, you pop it down on the desk and the clerk will typically ask, do you want to add this to your pull? Basically, all it means is whenever there's an Avengers No Road road home don't know why that was so hard to say and um, they will put it at the back for you it's sort of like a subscription but less intense less we need your money every week you need to sell a direct debit send in frank castle over to get your um head hunted or whatever it's literally just it's so chilled you can come every wednesday when free coin books come out or you can come like once a month whenever payday is you know 
It's totally chill, dude. Um, but yeah, so what we do? What totally we do? chill, dude. So let's be, ah. let's talk about. Uh, You've been reading too much Teenage Mutant Ninja. Exactly. <laughs> Cowabunga! Yes. Cowabunga, indeed. <laughs> so uh, let's start with um, the book I just mentioned, Avengers: No Road Home. So this is a sequel to Avengers: No Surrender, uh, which was a big, epic sixteen uh, issue that ran weekly. And now the team are back at it again with Avengers No Road Home. So what did you think about this book? I really like the idea of weekly comics. That's um, something that the Americans don't do. Intense. Uh, British comics do, like 2000 AD and um, other, other, like, not superhero stuff, but stuff like the Beano and the Dandy. So it was always a thing that British comics did, but Americans never really did that. So that's kind of cool. I like that. As as an idea, I think it's... uh, it's pretty cool. And um, Hercules? Yeah. I like Hercules. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty dope, wasn't it? This is what I love about this, because he did it... Um, they did this with Avengers No Surrender. They always focus on the characters who don't exactly always get the limelight, and Hercules is one of them. And teaming him up with Rocket was a stroke of genius, because that dynamic was just hilarious. Yeah. When Hercules is talking about all this, like, gods and epicness, and then he meets, what, are you, what kind of dog are you? And he's like, I'm not a dog. And I was like, this yeah. is brilliant. Yeah, it was good. This is just, yeah, brilliant dynamic. And, um, and the, the, the Hawkeye and Hulk dynamic works exactly. really well. Although I would have liked more of Vision and the Scarlet Witch because obviously they have like an, a huge history together. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it was just like we're in a team. There, yeah. was, there was no acknowledgement of their... I f- yeah, I think what's going to happen is because if it's, well, it's the same way as No Surrender did, everyone on that team will get their time to shine. Like Everyone sort of had right. their own issue, which was really cool about No Surrender. Like Quicksilver got a lot... Quicksilver even got his own spin-off and stuff like that. There was this lightning character who hadn't been seen in ages. What was your thoughts on... Because I don't think... Yeah, I don't think... No, not yet anyway. You wouldn't have read No Surrender. What no. did you think of Voyager? didn't really know much about her and it didn't give me much about her but right. that, that's that's okay because yeah. I know it's a sequel and I haven't read the original yeah. and I, I did I did um, resonate more and kind of like go towards the characters I know like Hercules like Rocket yeah, Hawkeye yeah. Hulk Scarlet Witch Vision the other characters I was like who are you? Yeah, and I think that's the sort of good thing is like it, these uh, these two stories. They always have characters that you know, obviously. So like mm. for me, reading No Surrender, I saw the two Spider Men in it, and I was like, yes. And then they got frozen straight away. I was like, oh, come on. But then I stayed for the other characters who I hadn't seen before, and I was like, oh, mm. this is cool to get their story. So I like that they have that, but like both sides of that, especially in an Avengers book because it is about the team. Yep. But Voyager basically is. I don't know if I want to get into spoilers too much about no surrender but i sort of called it and i was dead happy about it when i did call it it's think mr me not mr me seats um the episode me the episode where mr poopy butthead started she's basically one of them like it gets imprinted in your brain and it's it's it was it was very very well done in no surrender and she's a interesting character to have um very very new to um comics so i'd be interested in to get your take when we I think Avengers No Surrender is on uh, trade off at some point so it'll be interesting to get your 
perspective on that and then maybe how th- it influences and that's the thing this isn't a pass for me not because it wasn't good but because i want to read no surrender first. first and then go on to it so you'll you'll get to it it's a it's a i'll get to it it's definitely a um a pull for me because i enjoyed no surrender so much it finally cleared up all that because there was so many avengers teams and it's just like which one do you follow and then this book sort of needed them all together mm. we now have a new avengers team everything was made well, i look forward to made, reading no surrender and then i'll probably read the trade uh, it no made no. life so much easier don't worry if i've got the collection uh these when i pull them i might just send them all your way once you've uh read no surrender but yeah, really did enjoy this. Like, just more of this, please. More, more nose. I wonder what they could do next. Avengers, no way back, no whatever. But yeah, really enjoyed it. And now we're going to turn to another book. So, Wonder Twins, uh, latest edition of the Wonder Print by DC, came out this week. Um, the other Wonder imprints have been Naomi by Brian Michael Bendis and Young Justice by Brian Michael Bendis. There's been some others, I think, um, but those two pop into my head. So, uh, but this wasn't by Brian Michael Bendis, so it was r- something cool to t- uh, to check out. Now the Wonder Twins are basically from this um, from another planet, and they're basically sort of being taken care of by Superman. They're in Metropolis. They're trying to work their way around. And the basic premise of this story was that they were in high school, but they were also interning at the Hall of Justice. Can you imagine being a teen, interning at the Hall of Justice, or doing your work experience at the Hall of Justice? Where did you do your work experience? Dylan's the bookstore. Was it like the Hall of Justice? Could you imagine doing your work experience? They had a gigantic <laughs> stockroom that was like a dream come true, where I could just like sort through books and stuff. Yeah. And, and, and I like books. But was there a cosmic treadmill? There was, <laughs> there, there was not a cosmic treadmill at Dylan's The Bookstore. <laughs> Where did you do your work experience? I did mine at a um, studio, actually, so it's very convenient. It's come full circle. Don't worry, guy. Don't worry. Uh, if you're listening, um, my high school, <laughs> I did it, guys. I'm still with the, I'm still with the radio gimmick. But yeah, I'm, st- I'm still with the book gimmick. Exactly, it's, work experiences works. So this could work for them if they start. If their work experience works out like it has for us, they will be heroes one day. But <laughs> tangent tornado aside, what did you we, think? We haven't had a good tangent tornado for a while, <laughs> no. so you know. And there we go. That was blowing out of control. What it did was. you think of Wonder Twins? Right, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I you put this on, and I was like, oh, it's another terrible phrase, a DC title that I hate. And I didn't. Hey. I didn't hate it. <laughs> One thing that I will right, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with disappointment. Oh. The alternative cover was done by Dustin Nguyen, the guy who does Descender. Yeah. And I saw that. I was like, oh, it's Dustin Nguyen, and, <laughs> and then it wasn't him. And and I was like, oh, well, this book's <laughs> rubbish. And then it wasn't. I was. I, I, I just yeah. I, I I got so excited, and then I got disappointed. And then I got excited. Again. You had a full roller coaster. <laughs> I did. The um, what it did really well was it. It didn't feel like I needed to know a hundred years of DC history. I just ne- it felt like I just needed to live in a modern world. The yeah. it was very self aware and tongue in cheek, but not For overly sure. done. And the. The Hall of Justice explanation that um, that they came up with was brilliant. The gag about Sweden oh, was brilliant. brilliant. And Thunderstorms in Exor sound great. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I thought they'd be down your uh, down your back. I <laughs> want to go there and and, and See, enjoy a thunderstorm. That happened, and I was like, I swear the Wonder Prince for younger readers, but then it might be the teen readers, which would make more sense because yeah, this thunderstorm happens and people get a bit um bound chicka bow bow. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and <laughs> it had a, really, a family friendly reader, <laughs> and it had a really really clever ending that made me go, oh okay, okay yeah. good work, <laughs> good <laughs> work. Uh, a round of applause to the book <laughs> yeah that was so i was yeah the, this the, is the first this is the first dc book that's ever gonna be on my poll hey so we did it guys go. Woo! party let's eat some um burgers what were the burgers that jim lee and dan <laughs> did? let's get a mcdonald's <laughs> and a burger king for that success I really, yeah, just to um, go into more about the whole of Justice explanation, that was brilliant. Like, why we come together so we actually get the right hero on the right team? Because they had lightning dealing with a water issue, and it's like, you couldn't think of Aquaman, or like them all coming to the same thing. I was like, for one robber. A lot of, and it is, again, this Wonder Comics, it's, they've got the tongue in cheek, and I, I really do enjoy it. And it's I, not I'm, too much, though. Yeah, they've managed to find the right balance, and. I'm really digging it, the family-friendly or teen, maybe. It might be more teen. teen. Um, Yeah, I really do enjoy this label. And you know what? I'm probably going to pull a lot of stuff on this label because it's just right down my alley. And the twins themselves, great dynamic between the two. Yep. When I went into the store to buy the uh, <laughs> to buy the comics, um, the clerk at the desk was like, "Oh yeah, looks at this Wonder Twins. It looks uh, looks very interesting because they had to do an explanation for it on the on the website." And like, yeah, one of them was a uh, octopus on a bike, and then the other one was water. I was like, "Okay, I kind of want to know how they got into this situation." And they didn't get into this that situation in the first no. issue, so I kind of want to see how they get into that situation, which is why octopus uh, on a bike sounds yeah. brilliant. Which is why, among many reasons, this is on a for me now we've done something interesting with this last book um so i was panic in forbidden planet in cardiff i was panicking going oh i need to find an indie first issue and stuff like that and then on the top of the shelf i gazed upon this amazing thing it was a monkey smoking a joint and i was like <laughs> okay and then i opened the page and the first page is <laughs> said something like in the valleys of wales and i was like right this is getting picked up. Now, we'll preface this. It is a book from, like, 2011, that, but there are... It's, uh, I think it's, like, a four- or five-part story. So when we say Paul or Pass on this, it's whether we want to travel all the way back to Wales, pick up more of those issues. You can go back to Wales. <laughs> and go, I, so I this, have no plans to go so to Wales. So this is called Stiff's uh, first issue by Smoking Simon... Seguitals or something. Mark's going to pronounce it properly because he can... Smoking Simeon Sequentials. There you go. Look at that. So this is a Welsh indie book. And yeah, (laughs) it's a... Simeon's another word for monkey. Monkey. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I can't... I know what it is. I just can't say it (laughs) because their logo is a monkey. It is a monkey. And in this book, there's a dude with a monkey who talks, which is epic. And it's their journey sort of through a zombie apocalypse kind of thing. But also whilst their mates are at the pub sort of talking. And it is important to emphasize that this is is a Welsh comic, I think, because I read the whole dialogue in a Welsh accent (laughs) in my head. It became very taxing after a while. I just had to embrace like Rob Brydon. I just had to keep thinking. Like that, like that, 
like uh, ga- just embrace Gavin and Stacey in my head while I was reading this, but <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I liked the it was fun when we kept jumping back and forth between like the dynamic between the monkey and the <laughs> and the main character was hilarious because he the monkey was just literally like what are you the doing, unexplained mate? monkey. Yeah, exactly. we, we don't know why he is a monkey that talks. But He's just a monkey. He that just talks. is. And you, you know what? I just took it at face value. I was like, yep, yeah, I'm down. Talking monkey. Let's go. Right. Here's the thing with comic book nerds, right? There are very few of us that wouldn't want their own talking monkey as a best mate. Exactly. So th- th- this is pure indulgence, but yeah. why the hell not? And I love that their mates, his mates are down the pub just wondering, like, I wonder if he's out with a guy, or if he's like, what, is, is he dating now? Or, like, they're wondering, and he's just in this apocalypse, like, beating off zombies. There weren't any other, like, monkeys or <laughs> talking cats or anything <laughs> no, with his friends in the pub. It wasn't like just this is a regular... It wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't like this is a regular thing. Like, there was another monkey at the pub at the end going, oh, Oh, a tough day at work, you know, oh, like goes down a pint. It's, and yeah. an orangutan accountant. Yeah, exactly. Just like, oh, they've been pushing me all day, pushing my buttons, and just because I can do it with my hands and my feet, they think I'm a better worker for it. Well, I yeah. have to work twice as hard or all this epic. But no, it, it was brilliant. And I'll be honest, knowing that there's more, I kind of want to read on. So it's Well, there's only five issues. Um, so I, I, I can't see why I wouldn't want to read the other four. Exactly. So I've, read, it, I've read some stuff by Adam Cadwell before. Four, actually, I read a series called Blood Blokes, which I really enjoyed. It was yeah. like a, a vampire take, and I really enjoyed that. So when I saw his name on it, I, I, I knew it was probably going to be, be good, good. good stuff. And it, it, it's beautifully peculiar. Yeah, definitely. Beautifully peculiar. So if you are in the UK, or if you're having a trip to, to Wales, definitely go check it out. I'm sure you can purchase it online as well. So if you're, not, if you're not from there, like try and get it online as well. It's definitely worth checking out, just as something interesting. Um, and if you sort of, if you're not from the UK or, and you think that England, Wales, Ireland, and all that are all the same place, read this. You'll find out it's not. Yeah. <laughs> we have our subtle differences. I, I quite like the idea of occasionally throwing on a random book on yeah, on I might pull do, or pass. I might do that whenever. Don't when, do it like regularly, but yeah. just randomly throw something. Don't on. Don't tell me what to do. Uh, every week now, I'm just going to pick up oh. random books. No. I do like, because that's one of the joyful things I find about going in a comic book store. And if you're listening and you've not been into one yet, this is a great thing about it is you can literally just go in one day and just go, oh, I'll pick this up, why not? And you find cool stuff like this, like, because sometimes if you, the thing is, if you like, if you're a trade waiter or if you go on Amazon and stuff like that, yeah, they find stuff that's perfectly targeted for you. So they know, they think they know what you like. And you don't really find random stuff like this, whereas like going into a store and just looking and seeing a random cover with a, mo- a monkey smoking a spliff, you that's, can go, yeah. And that's I think why so- I like going into yeah. a comic shop that isn't my regular comic yeah. book shop. Because uh, we were talking about pull or pass. I have got a regular pull at, at a, a comic book shop in Manchester, but I love going into random comic book shops wherever I am uh, and having a little looky look, what they've got, what they're also, promoting, it's what also they're to pushing. See how they, yeah, and how they set up their comic book thing, how they set up their um, comic book store. Mm. And if they are an actual comic book store because some would do like games and comics or yeah. comics at the side or be just all comics and it's yeah it's just exciting to see and it's it's also nice to see some um some fellow geeks who are also in this mad comic world absorbing it all and usually the cat the clerks are nice this one that i went to in forbidden planet she was very nice she uh she helped me find a lot of books because i was just like I need to find an indie book that's in. She was like, uh, and then she was just like, oh, yeah, have a look up there. 
there's a load of Welsh ones. And I was like, oh, really? Oh, cool. And then I looked and then saw a monkey smoking a spliff. I didn't tell her that's why I uh, picked it up. But I was like, oh, cool. Monkey. <laughs> monkey. <laughs> but yeah, what about you? What about you, fellow geeks? Have you have you checked out a book like this before? Have you just randomly picked up a book? Tell what? us your comic book stories. Yeah. What was on um, What was on your poll this week? What did you pass on? Did you check any of these books out? Have you seen Spliffs before? Have you read all five? What did you think about them? Will it's you? not called Spliffs. It's called Stiffs. <laughs> don't tell us whether <laughs> you've seen Spliffs. Before. Don't don't tell us whether you've seen Spliffs before if because that's illegal. If you've seen Stiffs, well, in some countries, not all. <laughs> <laughs> in our country, it is not for long. <laughs> Vote the, the Green Party. That is a discussion for another radio show. <laughs> another radio show, show not us. Um, yeah, have you checked... Oh, my goodness. If you've another... checked out Spliffs, don't tell us. If you've checked out Stiffs, <laughs> definitely yeah, tell let us. let us know. Oh, my goodness, my brain. I'm off I'm off the track now. You are the worst. My train's just been derailed. But, we, we... but yeah, we want to know what you think. Facebook, Twitter... <laughs> Tumblr, YouTube, Tumblr, YouTube comments below. Yeah, we want we want to know what you think. Now, isn't love a b word? That is going to be a great segment when you find out what's on trade off. It's trade off. <laughs> this is trade off, where we get our comics from the loft. Right. <laughs> Even though neither of us have a loft. No. So this week on Trade Off, um, this whole month being February is LGBT month. So we're going to be looking at some LGBT books. Uh, and the first one we're going to look at is Bitch Planet. Just I, say I, Bitch I didn't Planet. Wanna, I didn't we're allowed to say it. I didn't want to swear. We're allowed to say Bitch, bitch Planet. Bitch Planet. <gasps> That's no, the name of the book. A, I said a no-no word. The B-word book. The B-word. The, the b word planet actually no that could be even worse so, anyway yeah. bitch planet was my choice and yes. i am um, the fact that fraser can't even bring himself to say the name of the book suggests that it was mine i suppose i feel bad for what the what did you think sensitive is what did you think i re- i did enjoy it it reminded me a lot of um the netflix show orange is the new black so right. like it was a prison but it was really cool because it was on a different planet and stuff like that there was a focus there was a focus uh on the female leads and stuff like that the female protagonist um, because they sort of they did separate the two worlds like a man's world and a woman's world and it was yeah and the way the sort of guards mistreated him did remind me again of like Orange is New Black and I was just like oh, what are they doing but then the sort of like sisterhood where they all sort of supported each other in that um, planet slash prison I sort of I did dig that and uh, yeah it was pretty cool like this, the sisterhood fighting strong against the man but yeah yeah well, for me, the, the, this book, the front cover, you just look at the front cover and it just screams, this is a feminist book. Yeah. And that's brilliant. And I, I really like how it is in your face, feminist comic book. Yeah, for I think sure. that there's nothing, that I think that there's nothing better than just, this is what this book is about, this is what we are. And, and, and I love that it's bold about that. Yeah, yeah. Now we do say, the phrases "don't judge a book by its cover," but let the let the cover bring you in, and it it definitely it sets the tone, I think, for the story. Yeah, and it does, I think so. It does, like you say, it emphasizes that feminist um, that feminist approach to the story, and I, you know what, I really dug that. Like again, like I said, that sticking that sticking together, and I sort of that that's sort of an important thing with LGBT stuff as well, like because there are people out there. Who are horrible people like this, um, like the prison guards? But if we're all to like, if you're in there together as a community and you stick together, you know, 
we can get through this. You know, you're not, no, yeah. no one's ever alone. And I think the way to survive a bitch planet is to, you know, find other people who support you and you can support them. Well, I, 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 I agree. And I think it's an important, I, I love that we're doing LGBT History Month and next month is Women's History Month. We're yeah, going to be exactly. looking at women's, women's history as well. Yeah, because later on, we'll be, both. Yeah. later on in October, we'll be embracing Black History Month. For any of our American, Re, uh, American listeners, we actually celebrate Black History Month at a different yeah, time. Yeah, the UK does. And the, it, yeah. the, the, the thing about Bitch Planet is it could be Women's History Month, it could be Black History it Month, could, it could it be LGBT History all, Month. And it, that, it? Yeah, I think that was, that was great. And sort of like this planet is just for people who are sort of like outcasted or mistreated yeah. in, in, on Earth, which is why they have to have their own separate planet. And just using that concept was, for me, very interesting. It's like, because it is, it's it's a scary world we're in. Like, there's some world leaders where you're like, "Oh my goodness, why are they in charge?" And it like it makes stuff like this a bit more probable. And you're a bit like, "Oh no, this is like a tale of fiction." It's just like, no, this is more. I won't say this is where we're heading. We're not going to have a separate planet where like these leaders are going to send people. But it's more, it's more metaphorical, and it is. It, it, there is more feeling towards it, like. But that's that. Isn't that the best dystopic kind of, but, sci-fi? Yeah, exactly. That, that, that based that makes in reality. You think, yeah. Wow, this is, this is pretty close to reality, and it's it, it, it's clearly a reaction to the politics of hate that the last few years have unfortunately had across across most countries. To be honest with you, and I I I, I can't say how much I love this book because it's just so on my wavelength politically, story wise, and. All, all the all the comic books I like tend to um, not pull their punches, and I tell you what, the first this few pages of this trade pulls no punches. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? How did you feel Sorry. about the brutality of the book, Fraser? Did you feel like it was enough? It was too much? It was, it was real? It was extreme? How did you feel I think, about it? Like, I'm not uh, like. It's it's supposed to be disarming, I think, and it's the brutality is supposed to like illustrate. I think. It, what to short answer um short answer rather than long answer i think it fit the book perfectly Mm -hmm. because it is very brutal but that's what this planet is and like that's what it needs to be and this is how people are surviving and it's like it did take me off guard but then well not off guard but like i knew something like this was coming but it is still like a ooh ah um so but it's one of those things with all sort of like prison stories and i know it's a separate planet but you sort of kind of treat it as yeah. a um, thing. I just wanted to... I really enjoyed the back, and I couldn't remember why, but luckily we've got it with us so I can remember. So this this was why I enjoyed it, because, like, on the back it says, are you uh, non... What was it? Non-complete? Oh, yeah. Do you, um, do you fit in your box? And it's like, are you too fat, too thin, too loud, too shy, too religious, too secular, too prudish, too sexual, too queer, too black, too brown, too whatever it is they'll judge you for today and i thought that was brilliant because there are there, there are people there who like you know what i mean you will fit what you will fit into one of them yeah there's, there's a, a, a judge, anyone yeah, can empathize exactly with. a judgmental person will see you as one of them or if you're not that confident in yourself you will see yourself there so which is why i think like 
Um, none of these characters belong in there, but some mate, like some did feel that they belonged there. Some were yeah. like, no, I've got to be here. Like there was one character who was just like, yeah, look at me. I, like I belong to be on this planet. And yeah. it's, it's wrong to do so. And it's also wrong to consider yourself that in real life as well to be like, oh, these like there's loads of hate on the yeah. Internet and stuff like that. And it sometimes some people do go, well, yeah. And nobody deserves is, to be sad. Nobody exactly. deserves to be in a situation that makes them feel trapped or bad or anything like that and I think that's an important message from this book and I, I, I love uh, if, even the fact that it is called Bitch Planet I yeah. love that it is so it's a that kind of you. like yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of this is what we are this is what we're about and this is what we're state that's this is the statement that we're making For sure. and it's 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 bold as hell the one frustrating thing about it is that it it, they, it, it comes out like once every blue moon uh, it, it, the, the comic book has been going for maybe three years, but there's only two trades because they don't release it monthly. They uh, release yeah. it occasionally. And for such a brilliant comic book to have to wait at what feels like ages, it, it, it's, it's... It's disheartening. Yeah, it is. What yeah. do you think of the art? The art style was incredible, but again, it's that image, isn't it? Image is all about, well... The image of this stuff and yeah. the, the art style uh, complemented the book really well. Um, did you feel it was kind of pop arty? Yeah, like kind of, yeah, kind of stuff. yeah, yeah. It did remind me of that um, and sort of like the not a stereotypical comic, but you know when you see like people use it. For, we use it all the time for whenever we're doing adverts or commercial stuff for our show. We'll always use the pop art, and it, yeah. yeah, it did remind me of that. Um, I did enjoy it, and I think it, yeah, it all complemented the the themes they wanted to cover in a, but yet still didn't. Um, still kept trapped with the sci-fi and stuff like mm. that and dystopian elements, so I dug it. Now, what about all you fellow geeks? Have you checked out Bitch Planet? Are you thinking about checking Bitch Planet out? I'd definitely recommend it. I'm very oh, happy I'm I did. I'm glad you liked it. Very happy I did. And look, I managed to say the B word a couple of times Well, well. done, Woo-hoo! Fraser. So yeah, I'd definitely recommend it. Uh, we want to know your thoughts and feelings on the book. Um, yeah, but that's, uh, that's one trade-off anyway for this week. If you're listening last week, we didn't get to have trade-offs. So, guess what's happening? It's trade-off. Again. Get your comics from the loft. Well, from wherever you Even store. though you've already just been to the loft to pick up one book, <laughs> you've got to... You forgot the other one, you Wally. What are you doing? No. Get that other book. No. Nice usage of the word Wally. Love a, love a good uh, use of Wally. Especially with Wally West, you know. No, not um, that Wally. I wonder if that's why they called him Wally West, because he's a bit of a Wally. No, I don't think it's an American term. No, it's definitely not an American term. So, this is trade-off. Again. To explain trade-off... Oh, this is going to ruin the edit. So, this is trade-off. Wow. To explain trade-off, the way this works, Mark and I have different interests when it comes to comic books. I'm very family-friendly. Mark's very more, let's say, adult in a... uh, Sort of in a in a not safe for work, but most of the time for safe for work kind of ways. He likes his sci-fi. He likes his horror. I'm very terrified of horror. Love a good superhero book. Do like a bit of sci-fi as well. Um, I, I do enjoy giving you horror. It is with great glee that I give you horror books. Well, just so you know, that I don't sleep those nights. Aww. Just so you know. But we've got a lovely <laughs> book. We're continuing the LGBT month. 
Um, and we've got an exceptional book. This is perfect. So glad that we're doing this for our Valentine sort of um, sort issue. of Valentine sort yeah. of Valentine issue. And I'm glad that it's this is the, that we're touching on this book at all. This book is Love Is Love. It's an anthology or collected stories. Um, just a load of talented work uh, writers on it. We had Marvel writers, DC independent ones, and Mark Andreco brought all these creators together to pull out some incredible stories and now for most of them most stories got like one page some got two but every single one of them managed to make an impactful story in one issue well, what, and i what thought a, it was exceptional we what, the book is um an anthology which was which was done to benefit the survivors of the orlando pulse shooting yeah yeah and for people who don't know about the orlando pulse shooting we're, we're very very briefly explain what it was yeah essentially a guy who was concerned about his own sexuality, having very... He, he had a history of yeah. hating himself for being gay, went and shot many, many people in a nightclub. Yeah, and this, and it, this, um, this Pulse uh, nightclub, just to uh, carry on with that, it's explored again in the book. This Pulse nightclub was a... It was a big. It was a big nightclub in Orlando, yeah. Um, especially for the LGBT community, it was a very accepting place, and it it was a devastating um, shooting in America. Which is, it's so upsetting that stuff like this is happening. But what is great is stuff like this comes out of it. It's um, now the reality. Y- y- you is, know. Oh, sorry, I let you. The reality is that the the Orlando Pulse Pulse shooting was a few years ago now, yeah. but it's already an important part of LGBT history. History, And I'm so glad... Funnily enough, it wasn't me that put this book on trade-off. It It was was this guy! It was Fraser. And I was so glad when he did because it's important to me that we, we discuss some LGBT stuff in... during this month. And what... what an anthology this is. What an achievement it is. And this book is, is... it's part of history already, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and what? Yeah, what I want to say is, it's it is a part of history, and it's because it's you know it's the way this community like battled back from it, and it reminds me of uh, now hopeless romantic here. I love the film Love Actually, and there's a bit at the beginning there where they set they talk about how love is all around us, and obviously love is love. You know that big story you can sort of uh, see the connection I'm making here, or at least I hope so. <laughs> But there's a bit of narration in that that says uh, it talks about the 9-11 attacks and how all the co- uh, most of the calls uh, on the plane weren't ones of hate or whatever. It was loved messages to the others. And that's what I enjoy about this book. This book isn't attacking the shooter. This book is just it's exploring the world of be- being in this LGBT community. And there's a lot of stories that I've made little notes of that really sparked for me that we're going to talk about. Yeah, Mars I've done some. the same. I think um, we're going to we're going to talk quite a lot about a lot this about book. this because it's there's a lot in it that and it's a, all incredible work. And there's even stuff like because there are some writers on this. It's just like who just hit a blank, didn't know what to didn't know what to write. And there's a beautiful one that's just like just happy to be a part of it and just yeah comics community and the lgbt community coming together uh, I, uh why this is just an exceptional book and just i feel like after something i feel like after something so horrific so indescribably evil that this very positive book makes an important statement yeah i think this this book is it's how you battle hate, wonderful. You battle hate with love hate um and, I've and seen, eye for an eye makes the world blind well exactly right and the 
th- this book really, really resonated with me. Obviously, I'm gay, yeah. and I, I, I've, it, it was so powerful that between almost between every single story, I, I had to pause to kind of reflect and digest and, and, and be a little bit sad. That's it. Yeah. Every 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 story had something in it that just made me think. Uh, it was about. The it, horror and the human impact, and it—it was—it was, it was incredible. A re- it was a real thinker, and you do have to emotionally digest each one, which I think is—it's weird to think because you are just talking about one page of a book, and typically when you read one page of a comic or a um, book, you like sometimes you can gloss over it or you can skim through it, but these each one left you like like you say stopping and just being like, wait, I have to fully digest this story and emote like you emotionally connect with each page mm. which is an exceptional thing to do in fiction like each bit uh grabs you now um yeah let's go through some of the stories that sort of hit you and maybe like we might have the same we might have some different ones um but yeah do you want to go through some of the stories well the the first usage of batman which you know bat first of all where were the marvel characters why did Marvel not... Well, well so, Mark Andreco is... Uh, he works a lot with DC, so it's a lot of more... But um, this was published by IDW, and they borrowed yeah, some stuff yeah, yeah, from so, DC, uh, so why so, wouldn't Marvel... No, involved? so, like, everyone sort of works together, but um, instead of, like, getting Marvel, like, I think it'll be licensing and stuff like that, but he, he just got writers... He just teamed up with a load of writers. Mark Andreco's this incredible comic book writer, but he is predominantly DC, so he's just got his writing friends and just asked people he knew. It wasn't necessarily, like, a, I need to get this publisher, this publisher, or this publisher. Right, it was okay. just getting. But the, it was more about the writing I, and the creative teams did, rather than. I did notice, obviously, who wouldn't that Batman was in it, but say Spider Man wasn't. Yeah, and that I'm not going to say is a negative of the book because obviously it's incredibly important that they've. Is it, and, and it's a hell of achievement that they've got Batman in there in, yeah. in what's essentially an indie comic book to raise money for gay people. That's that's a hell of an achievement, but. I did feel like, wouldn't it have been nice if there had been, like, a main Marvel character in there as well? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Like, um, I fi- again, like I just say, it's Mark and Draco. Like, yeah. we can't credit this guy enough. It's an exceptional bit of thing, but it was just him asking writers. It wasn't necessarily, um, like, a, I need to get loads I'm not of blaming him. I'm, I'm thinking like Marvel should have um, jumped oh, yeah, at yeah, the yeah, chance, the you know? Is, like, Marvel do have done stuff like this in the past. They've done, like, a 9-11 um, right. issue with Spider-Man. Like, it is something. It mu- it would just be one of those things. Like, there's so much things with the offices and stuff like that. Obviously, it's way above our pay grade. It's, like, way yeah. up. But it's there would have been reasons why, like, I, I can't see Marvel, like, passing on this. It would have just been that they, like, were unable to. Or yeah. maybe Mark Andreco didn't even um, address... He might not have known some of the Marvel writers that wouldn't maybe a contact um, thing. But, yeah, no, let's go back to go, it. Going so, back to Batman anyway. Batman. But I, I just felt like using, and I quote, the world's greatest detective, yeah. and then saying he can't solve this... It, it was it, it, Batman a, did nothing. Batman didn't kick anyone. An Batman didn't line. fight anyone. Batman didn't do anything. He just stood there looking sad. And I've actually wow, I've actually got the quote here. Wow, it's it's a quote from another character. If he can't find the answers to why this happened, no one can. And it is it's this shooting. It's an unexplainable thing. It's like why would someone do that? And it's just like you know what? There's no clues to find out why. There's no like oh he'd been planning this for months or something like that. It is just unexplainable and it's it's heartbreaking and yeah i think it was a very powerful thing using batman yeah for that as well because of that whole greatest detective thing but yeah no totally agreed oh, we both got that on the list but um 
Yeah. I, I, I loved how um, they were all very, very short strips. And the, the, it, was, it was a new artist for each piece. So obviously the... The, it, it wasn't just the writers that they got; it was the artist. Yeah. So the, the, there were probably hundreds of creators involved in this project, Cre- and that's together. so so good that, that it, it reassures me that there's 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 love this in this a, world, this you know, and that there's people who care and people who are decent and yeah, and and the, the whole comic book industry clearly came together for this one book for. For, for, for LGBT people, and yeah, that's, that's, that, that's the age we live in. You see a lot of hate, and LGBT history is full of hate and anger and oppression and brutality. And even though this was a reaction to yeah. all of those things, Love is look, power you look what LGBT history is going to be as we get into a more enlightened age. Exactly, it's, yeah. it's wonderful. It's great. Um, were there any other stories you wanted to touch upon? The the dog, the dog. Yeah. Oh, the dog. The oh, I don't even want to. I'm just. It was just pure heartbreaking. A page of stuff about a dog, uh, uh, and it, it was just so powerful. I, I, I of all of the stories, I think the one about the dog just truly broke my heart yeah i mean I, I don't have a dog i have a cat but it's the same thing that cat yeah, is dogs have that, that cat dogs have that strong is, emotional connection like. and my, my cat's a bit special yeah. she she she's basically like a puppy and she just adores me and my partner she she just she, she she's like a puppy she runs down the stairs when we get home and she just looks at us with this big fuss me face and so i i just Felt something very real and something I truly empathise with with that one, and and there wasn't. There's, there's no way you could have had a happy ending. There's no way you could have. It just broke my heart. No, I like that. As, I like that as well. Like sometimes they didn't gloss over it, so they didn't go, "Oh yeah, but everything's fine" or something. They literally did. Was like, it, you know, you just got embraced that it was um, horrible. I just you don't understand how the, the, the talent of the writers and the artists to make one page, just one page of a comic impactful. book, so incredibly powerful, so incredibly emotional that it's it's, it's talent beyond yeah, it's, like, it's, it's talent like, it's beyond like, my like, comprehension. It's like what I was saying before. It's an exceptional feat in fiction, let alone just in comics or in so. anything. It's incredible. Um, what about some of the other stories? The um, the one the anti guns one. That one was, was, there was it the one, Mark Miller one. Was yeah, the, that see that was exceptional. And I love that because it had um, a descript like it showed other weapons or what other things have been used as weapons. Yeah, and their other usage and obviously it had the image of them yeah. all being used. And then the gun, which was like mm. in the shape of American, it's like guns have one use. And yep. uh, I was talking about this to because um, I was applying. Uh, I'm doing this um, new job where I'm a children's presenter and I go into schools and talk about subjects like. Um, like gun control in America and um, a lot of serious issues like slavery and stuff like that. And one of the things I talked about was I talked about love is love with them because I was just like, this book's so impactful and it mm. it really got me because I was a bit nervous about that job because I was like, can I talk about this? And then reading this, I was like, you know what? Um, you can put like, you know, there is a way of expressing yourself. And I was like, you know what? It's important that this message gets out there because... It, it th- took my breath away. Yeah. It, I, 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 took, I, I just took a... I sat back and I went... Mark Miller as well. That's a like 
big impact player there. Yeah, uh, it, it was. It it wasn't just yeah. anti guns. It was. It was just brutal and simple. Just and so honest as well. Like honest, it, short to the point. Like like that one. It's like you said with that one page. It was like that's all you need to know, and that's. You, you know, and you go, yeah, you agree, and it's a valid, it's a valid point. Now, I remember um, when I spent one of the times in America, we were with a host family and very um, accept, like very happy to be with that host family. Glad they um, like housed us for like the days they did whenever we were off. And there was one day where they like um, the dad asked if we wanted to go shooting, and I was a bit like in my head, I was like, I really don't want it. But then everyone else I was talking to was like, uh, oh, no, you know, it's an authentic experience. It's, and I was like, and in my head, I was like, I spent the whole night wondering, right, I was like, right, if I can find a valid reason for why a gun is used that's not murder or, like, murder of an animal, murder of a person, then I will go shooting. And for the whole night, I was rattling my brain and I couldn't think of a single one. And I was thinking, okay, maybe it's like, you know, archery, shoot a dart at the board at the target everything's fine i was like okay so it could be like that it could be like darts and then i was like um and and i was like i don't think that's enough so i was like i was gonna pass on it um anyway but then the day of came and they were rolling out the target things or something like that and the target was a person and i was like oh. with the balls and i was like no this is just wrong and like you know I just I, there's a lot of like it, not to get too much into the whole gun control thing because obviously like it's less of an issue in the UK it's a big issue in America but it it is just horrible and for me personally like this this page is exactly my opinion on gun control on yeah guns, I agree. really it's like it's one it's one of them it's like if we had no guns there'd be no things at all and when I talked about this in my interview she was like yeah I was I was watching this American who went um oh yeah but people drown he's saying if we get rid of all pools no one will drown and like yeah that's exactly what would happen if there was no pools no one would drown there was no guns yeah. no one would and it's like you're proving your own you're proving the point you don't want to prove it I just I, I find the whole gun thing incredibly scary I'm, I'm 40 years old and the first time I saw a gun up close was within the last five years after all the terrorist stuff that we've had in Britain yeah. and there was a police officer with a machine gun when I was in London and it brought a shiver down my spine it, it, it chilled me because the, they're so damn scary and the fact that people I, I, I don't get it I can't get it I won't get it I'm glad I don't empathise I'm it's glad I don't understand it's weird that there's a tool there that can literally just, end, just some, end, end something so beautiful as life like I feel like life's a, life's a, life's a gift that's why it's called the present but something that could just take that all away is it's horrible and put like such a horrible effect on millions of people because this book um, like some of the more stories we're going to cover it also showed the effect it had on the victims families yeah. or like other people just trying to well, process the dog was also, yeah, also, yeah the dog also trying to process and it's that lasting effect that one thing that we can easily well not well, this, say this, easy it's like if it's removed that stops book, happening this book showed the horror and the human impact of one thing yeah. one, one event that has concentric circles that affects the world and all these stories were just showed you the true horror and the aftermath of what happens when somebody does what that young man did exactly, at the pulse yeah. Was there another story you wanted to uh, touch upon? The well, I, I, th I think for me it was very important that there were some straight voices in there because yeah. we we aren't just we aren't just a, 
a gay community. We are a world community. We are a local community. We are people who have our differences. And if this book had just been gay people, then I think it would have been too too blinkered, too simplified, too too boxed boxed up. Yeah, yeah. and I'm, I I. I for me, it was so important that there were some straight voices in there. One of the stories was talking about how hard it is to be straight and be a good ally yeah. without being patronising, without yeah. being too try-hard. And, and that, that's absolutely true, you know? I, 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 I thought it was really important that there were straight voices in there, really important that there were gay, lesbian, trans voices in there. And they got, they got everything right with that. They put somebody yeah. somebody from every background in there and it was important that it, they did it showed that we can all coexist in one like we all coexist together to make this book why can't we all coexist in the same world and like that um story says like being an ally it should like it should like allies should support someone it's just wanting to be a decent human being with other people and if yeah. there wasn't their hate the hate is there these uh like prejudice then we would all be together like we would all be together and it wouldn't be weird for anyone it's just like yeah you like you're interested in someone else it's like uh, yeah no i totally agree with, i totally agree with that story and do you know my one concern with this book uh no that only the people that are already enlightened will read it only people that are already on this side of the fence yeah. will read it you won't get people who like guns reading it you but, won't get yeah. people who hate gay people reading it so I think is, is it, this I is think the only it. criticism I have is it just a book there to make gay people and their friends sad no. or can and will it make a difference I, to, see to me I want to f- I would flip that I would say it is a book for maybe the enlightened or the that just you know want to see a positive come out of a negative because it's really hard in this world we have so much negativity happening that when something positive comes out of a bad situation it makes us look at a new different perspective of life it's like you know what there are some bad things in this world but we don't have to let them drag us down we're going to fight against it with our love and yeah. i don't even say fight with it because you know some people say i'm a lover or a fighter we love against this book we, you, yeah we're gonna yeah. throw our love against your hate and i think that's what it is uh, any more other stories you wanted to uh I've mentioned the ones that hit me the most, but every single one of them had something in it that made me just pause, reflect. Take it. Yeah, it took big. me an absolute age to read this book. It's not. It's not that big, it's, but yeah, it's, it, it, it took yeah. me so long. It's because definitely not a binge. Uh, no, read, and I, I, I really, I found it a really tough book I, to read I, because of the emotion that it made me feel. I enjoyed taking my time with it though because it was sort of that thing of like I'm glad there, I took my there time was with more it. beautiful messages in there and it just made me more it made me feel more accepting as a person the more and more I read it and the more I became more and more enlightened I feel as the days went on and it was like must have been like a week or something or over a week where I just felt like a, I feel much more better as a human being that this exists and it perked my day up especially like when I saw horrors in the news I just like took a time out read a few pages of this and was like yeah this is nice um, yeah, I'm going to talk, talk about a load of stuff. So one thing I want to touch upon at first was great. Patty Jenkins, who um director of Wonder Woman, had a little story about her film Monster, the story behind this oh, Aline. Oh, yeah, great film. Yeah, about this woman who was villain-fine because she was a lesbian and stuff like that. And it's a... Like, it's really interesting. If you re- read this book, definitely check out that little bit at the beginning. Don't skip over it, because that's as impactful as anything that's on there. And it also made me really interested to check out more about this lady's story and also the film behind it. But I thought that was a cool little shout-out to start off with. Have you seen the film? 
I haven't. No, no. It's, which is it's brutal. Why I said I wanted to it's like check it out. It's a great film. A story I lo- lo- loved. Uh, all all these are gonna be loved ones. I'm just gonna point out was the one that was titled Pulse, and it was the one about super love. So it was talking about um, these. Um, this this couple this gay couple and like this kid was just wondering like was asking about is their love the same and they went no it's not because they have to um uh, they went it is and it isn't because they they have the same love as your mum and your dad but they have to put up with all this hate and the way they combat that hate is with more love and they, and then the kid was like oh so is it like a super love and i was like it melted my heart and i was like yeah it is a super love to to love to go through all this heartache and just to love another human being is absolutely beautiful and it, it, it just melted my heart another one that sort of touched upon like again because whenever it took a child's perspective yeah because yeah, yeah. they're the pure It'll innocence they're times, going into this world and like we would need to make a better world for him, a world that this book is this our world should be like this book in my opinion because it'd just be a bit more nicer the positive stuff anyway from it and it's called hand me down and it was two children listening to their parents and one of the parents was very accepting sort of like our enlightened and the kid the kid was learning and sort of being like oh okay so it's it grew up in a nicer world and it was like okay and then the other one was like said the f word and stuff like that and it was it was a horrible thing and it's just it just shows the influence we have on the next generation and yeah. i feel i'm hoping because we are getting more and more enlightened as generations go on and i'm hoping I, that I soon do feel like we will we, have a generation that's i do feel like we're slowing down at the yeah. moment we are slowing down but i, I think you have to have troughs so that you can achieve your peaks i don't necessarily think yeah you've got to battle through the hard to make the we're not going to get strongly into british or american politics right now but i do feel like things that have been happening are because it's still very very sad and very very it's still happening with like racism steps in in the wrong direction it's it's still happening with racism and i think like um you know Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, and all that. We've had great things for Black History Month, and but we still have issues in America. Like they're mm. still prevalent. No one's uh, saying that they're getting away, but we're getting, we're chipping, for, uh, chipping, chipping away at them. And the way this book is doing it with love, we'll chip away right. with our love. Right. Here's here's the thing about LGBT, women's history, Black history, disability history, the very nature because of the them being oppressed groups is that the, the the history is stories of horror prejudice hate sadness and oh but it's also overcoming diversity exactly. it's also becoming better because of the history and that's what this book is about this book i i, I just can't emphasize how 100%. important it is and it it wasn't overly worthy either it just yeah is a truly brilliant book i kind of want to finish because i've still got some stories to talk about and i'll be really i I would be really irked if i don't mention these just because they have how epic they were i love the brave story which was batwoman now batwoman um is an incredible hero in the dc universe but she also is part of the lgbt community and obviously being a bat person being a superhero there's a lot of dangerous stuff and you always have to be brave and in this they highlight the the bravest thing batwoman ever did was be herself was coming out and i thought that was epic um just like a nice way of using an lgbt superhero i thought that was incredible um there was a green lantern story and the quote was diversity makes us stronger embracing it 
makes us human. I thought that was incredible, especially with the Green Lantern. Like uh, the lanterns, of course, have got all the different rays of emotion with the coloured rings and stuff like that, and they sort of show a diverse world as it is. Yeah, because um, they're all you know they're they're all some are aliens and stuff like that, and it's they're all different, but yet they manage to work together. They're all using the like same will. Um, there's like, obviously the love rings and stuff like that, and I thought that was incredible. A beautiful quote, um, just just to uh, encapsulate that. And the last one I want to talk about is it was this one that taught. Actually, oh no, it's two in one. Uh, that I'll talk about. There was a Beauty and the Beast one, so they mm-hmm. retold Beauty and the Beast and sort of like the. It was like um, the beat. Uh, oh, Right, I'm ru- I'm rushing, so I'm going to take my time. I'm going to take my time to talk about this last one because this one's really important to me. And it was talking about love stories. Oh no, it's the same one. Love stories in books and cartoons about love between like dogs and birds, inanimate objects. So like, you can believe toys can fall in love in Toy Story, but like, so why can't you accept that a man would love a woman or a woman would love a woman? Or yeah, do, do you know what I mean? So I thought. That was nice, and it's sort of that thing of when we are younger, we do accept we accept a lot in our stories, and it's like, so why can't like when we get older, why is it so hard for us to accept this in real life? Do you know what I mean? There's, there's and I an think that's why to children that I yeah, think this, yeah, and I think which is why when we get more LGBT representation from a younger age in like a Disney film or something like that or in these animated cartoons, I feel like that's when we're going to make even more of an impact as well. Um, because it'll be imprinted in kids from a young age. And I think that's what the stories I've looked at um, sort of harken as well, is sort of that if you get them from a young age, that's when it is, because it's, it's an impressionable world, and, like, the eff- the effects that hate can have on young children yeah. will damage our future, yeah. which is why it's important. When hate comes around, we show uh, young children that is love out there, and just show other people as well. Like, I always joke and say, oh, I'm a kid at heart, but I really... I've got like I do have that innocence about me. Whenever I see hate, it really irks me, and I don't. I try and make is- it not affect me. So when this love happens, I'm like, okay, restored faith in the world. Right. Here's the thing. Final thoughts. I'm a I'm I'm a cynical old queen, and you've just said how much you are a, a an optimistic and almost childlike. The fact that we both. Uh, yeah, came out from this book saying us, yeah. it was an incredibly important book that we both got so much from, and it, it, I, it's, it's important. It's one yeah. of the best books I've ever read, let alone Definitely comic for books. Sure. Now, to finish off. Fellow geeks of the world, have you checked out Love Is Love? If you haven't, definitely go definitely. check it. Definitely go check it out. We've got an Amazon affiliated link for you to um, to check it out. We could, we'll give you the sources. We're going to show you where this book is. We'll show you where the love is. Get it? Love is all around us. Love is love. <laughs> um, but we want to know your opinions on the book. And if you've got a favourite story, we would love to hear it. And tell us what you think. Exactly. We're all about it. We let's all share the love. Okay, but that. That's us, guys. That's the first two-hour show. Two-hour show. All done. All done and dusted. We talked loads. And, and to think great. we worried that we wouldn't have enough to talk about. Exactly. We're always... We'll talk for hours on end, just as long as someone's listening. <laughs> great Scott! It's been almost an hour. What the devil are they doing? Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes, registering my disgust throughout the world. Thanks for listening to Geek of the Week. Be sure to tune in next week. Same geek time, same geek channel. And if you want to follow us on social media, 
It's at GOTW Radio on Twitter. Search for Geek of the Week Radio Show on Facebook. And to listen again, it's www.mixcloud.com forward slash Geek of the Week Radio Show.